Welcome to Wealth Beyond Riches with Abby Henderson, CEO, wealth advisor, and coach at Aberis Financial Group. In this podcast, we help generous, fun, and passionate professionals overcome their biggest financial concerns while leveling up their lifestyles based on their values. We do this by exploring the five levers, which represent the diverse resources each person possesses throughout their lifetime. These levers encompass finances, health, mindset, relationships, and time, offering a holistic approach to personal development and growth. Join us on this transformative journey as Abby and her guests draw from years of experience to guide you in achieving your life goals while staying true to your values. But that's not all. This podcast will equip you not just to build personal wealth, but also to understand how your prosperity can contribute to the betterment of the world around you. By exploring strategies for giving back and making a positive impact, we'll empower you to create a life of significance and leave a lasting legacy of positive change. Hello, and welcome to the Wealth Beyond Riches podcast with your host, Abby Henderson, where we talk about enriching your life in every way. I'm Wendy McConnell. Now, Abby, this is the very first episode. How are you feeling? I am feeling fabulous. I'm excited. Good. So you're not nervous. You're excited. So far, so good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to get down into the nitty gritty. I'm going to make it my mission to make you nervous. No, I'm kidding. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm game for anything. So we'll just see how it goes. (laughs) You're very brave. You are very, very brave. So let's talk a little bit about what it is that you do and what you think that the Wealth Beyond Riches podcast will be about. So I'm a little different, I think, than your average wealth advisor in that I am also a life coach and I have worked on a model of what I call authentic wealth, which is more than just your finances. So my goal for this podcast is to, of course, have have a financial piece to it, but also bring in other concepts about um, your health mindset, relationships, and time, because those are your other resources that you can dial in along with your finances. Okay. So you do financial advising Uh and you are a life coach. I am. Which came first? Financial advisor. So I've been a financial advisor for, it it amazes me to say this, but almost 25 years. Um, I've had my CFP, Certified Financial Planning Designation, for 23 years. And I've only been a life coach for, depending on how you count, probably five. Okay. So that was something that you were just interested in and did kind of on the side? So I, I, it all started when I hired my own coach because I wanted to figure, I've been doing financial advising for so long, I wanted to figure out what parts of it I really loved and really made me excited to get up every morning. And it was having, you know, really close relationships with my clients where I was helping them really achieve their life dreams. It wasn't about accumulating more money or hitting a savings target. It was really, you know, getting them to those dream moments. And From there, we started talking about, well, how can I have more of that in my practice? And that's where I became a registered life planner and then a life coach. So you did it purposely to kind of connect to the financial advisor part. Correct. I do some coaching on the side, but that's a very, very small piece. Okay. So do you have like an ideal client? 
So I would say my ideal client is anyone that really wants to be engaged in the process of doing a life plan and that wants to create change and impact. Beyond that, those are sort of the the key pieces that make a, a client engagement really fun. So as a life coach, you know that a lot of people say that they want change and uh, to create impact, but then they don't want to do what it takes to do that. So mm-hmm. how do you decipher which ones are willing to do it and which ones probably won't? So I, I think it's how committed they are to their why. You know, a lot of people will say, my goal is I want to retire. But then when you say, well, what does that look like? They actually haven't thought that through. No. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, that's not that much fun to save towards this, you know, idea sort of that that you can't even necessarily articulate fully. And so, you know, I think the key to actually creating change and, and getting there is being really clear on what the why is in, in detail. You know, are you, is your retirement about spending more time with your kids and if that, and your grandkids? And if that's the case, what does that look like? Are you going on vacations? Are you moving closer to where they are? You know, once we start getting down to the real details, it makes it easier to create change. So if somebody comes in and they don't have a why, Mm-hmm. that kind of a signal to you that it might not be the right fit or can you help them fine tune that? I love to help people find their whys. We start with looking at what their values are and um, not everyone has even articulated that. Most people can do it, but they might never have actually sat down and, and thought about it before. What do you mean by values? Let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So values, and there's a lot of ways to define it, but for me, it is... What is it in your life that brings you joy and creates a feeling of fulfillment? That's a that's so easy. Everybody has that down. <laughs> Not always, but the joy part we can they can usually get. And then to get to the fulfillment part, it's just asking questions. Okay. Um, so ask me a couple of questions you would ask. Say I come in and you're trying to figure out my why. What's what's yeah. kind of the first couple of questions you'll ask me? So I'm a I'm a registered life planner and um that's a designation that was created by George Kinder and his process has three questions. But I'll I'll throw the third one out at you. Okay. And the question is if you were going to die tomorrow. Mhm. What would you regret not having, not doing, or not being? One of those or all of those? You can answer it. There's no there's no wrong way to do any of these exercises. What would I regret not having, doing, or being? Is that what mm-hmm. it was? I've lost, yep. lost my own train of thought. <laughs> what would I regret? Um, I would regret that I didn't travel. Mm. Like, I so there to. you go. Travel or maybe adventure is one of your values. Yes. Okay. So that's the only, you're only going to give me one. <laughs> oh, we, we, I mean, we can go on for the I'm full 27. I want a free session here, Abby. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Well, maybe um, that'll be a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, if your client isn't real clear about their why, you can help with that. So uh, absolutely. Very nice to know. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about your business slash investment philosophy. Uh, What does that look like? 
So a couple of things, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the concept of life planning and really focusing on, you know, a client's why and values and, and making sure we're clear on that, you know, what are we building towards? So I think that's a key piece. Um, all of my clients do financial planning. So we do not do sort of an investment only engagement. I'm a big believer that in order to really invest for maximum impact, you actually have to know what you're investing for. And then, you know, I think beyond that, from an investment standpoint, I like to keep things relatively simple. If I can't explain an investment to clients in a handful of sentences and explain what their portfolio is going to look like in a couple of sentences, then that's not something that I I want to I want to do because I want this to be a collaborative uh, adventure. And so it's important that the clients can understand it and it's no more complex than it needs to be. Okay. So when it comes to financial planning and life planning, uh, is there kind of like a um, easy split? What do you focus on more? I mean, I think in terms of sort of an ongoing relationship, I think that we're, it's probably pretty equal. And then we're tuning up both on an ongoing basis. So, you know, what someone thinks their vision might be at the beginning of a, a relationship that can evolve. You know, it involved, it actually evolved for me when I started this and did my own life plan. I thought I wanted to own a horse farm. So I went off and did that. Um, and I owned a, a large boarding facility for seven years. And then it was no longer part of my vision. You know, you roll with it. Um, too, much, uh, too much time in the stable, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother episode, actually, the okay. horse farm. But you but, can uh, change your goals, right? You can change your dreams and your wishes. Exactly. And so, you know, you have to check in with the life plan. Is that evolving? And then you have to make sure if it is that your financial plan is evolving with it. Okay. So how do you go about acquiring new clients? So I am I am incredibly spoiled and the vast majority of new clients come from client referrals. Okay. I'm very, very lucky that way. And Beyond that, I would say that it's sort of getting the philosophy out there and finding people that it resonates for. So, you know, whether that's blogs or social media or some short videos or networking and just being out in the community, all of those things contribute. Well, obviously, if it's client referrals, you're very good at what you do. She's like, yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the office. Let's talk a little bit about when you're not working. What do you do for fun? As I kind of alluded to earlier, I, I kind of evolve my fun. So for a long time, it was riding horses. And then I was a boater for a while. So we did oh. um, the boat thing, which was really fun. And where did you um, boat on what type of body of water? We had our boat on the Merrimack River. In okay. um in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Gotcha. Just curious because I live by the ocean. So we have the oh. bay, we have the ocean. You know, the bay is a lot more calmer than the ocean, and a river is probably can be either. <laughs> yes. Well, if you can boat in the Merrimack, you can boat pretty much any place. Okay. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. So after the boating, then what was next? So we we just moved on from the boating thing this summer. So looking a little bit for what my next might be, but in terms of things that have been consistent the whole time, 
Um, I'm a big dog person. So hiking in the woods with the pups is one of my favorite things. Um, yoga, running, dabble a little in painting, but I, you know, I kind of try to do what I encourage my clients to do, which is try a lot of different things and and see what resonates. Yeah. And keep an open how, mind. That's how you figure out what you, your next thing could be that you love. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So if you had, you know what, let me ask you this question. If you were to die tomorrow, <laughs> what is one thing that you will regret? <laughs> You saw what I did there, huh? I did. That's tricky. That you are not the first person to turn my questions around on me. <laughs> Aww, okay. So, what do you think is something that you still have to do? It's a really good question, and I honestly haven't revisited my life plan this year, and I probably should. So, one thing I would regret is that I haven't spent as much time with my uh, family that does not live in Massachusetts um, as I would like. You know, that's something that will probably be on my my to do list for twenty twenty four. So that's something I would regret. Something I guess that I would miss out on doing. I think there's a book in me. Mm, okay, we shall see. <laughs> but I, I think there's one in there at some point. All right. Looking forward to it. <laughs> so what is one thing you recommend most to clients, family, or friends? So we touched on it already. It's getting really clear on what your values and your purpose are. You know, I find when people are struggling, it's often because something is happening that is not in alignment and they don't even realize it. So you kind of have to start with knowing what those things are, and then you can check in and and make sure you're on track. And if you're on track, awesome. And if you're not, something probably doesn't feel right. And it's just a matter of tweaking probably a few things and, and getting back in the right direction. You know, this is like kind of like a new thing that we've done in the past couple of decades, you know, growing up, we didn't talk about your why and being clear and clarity and all that stuff. And a lot of people think it's just a bunch of hogwash. So, you know, what do you say to those people? Try it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so good. It's so, so true. <laughs> then if you tried it, then come back and tell me that it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I have always found that people just won't try it. You know, that's. And you want to know what, you know, um, one of the things that I find myself saying a lot is that everyone has their own journey. Yeah. And some people just aren't there yet. They're not ready to, you know, sort of do that self-exploration. And that's fine. And that's something that I'm really careful to bring to all of my clients. This is not this is not my journey. I'm just here to try to help you clarify things, help you figure out what the, your answers are and, and move at your pace and, and do what you're ready for. And it's not, it's not for me to say or judge or, or any of, or put my values on you. Right. So it's funny because um, I wrote, I read a lot of personal growth books my entire life and I didn't listen to what they told me to do at all. I read them. They all told me the same thing. And I just refused to do it. It was about the 84th book when I went, you know what? Maybe I'll do what they're telling me to do. <laughs> Good world. But yeah. you want to know what? It was the right moment. You read the right thing in the right moment. And then it clicked. 
Exactly. Exactly. So, and that's, what's great about it. You know, you, that's something you can't explain until they experience it themselves. Exactly. Tell us one thing most people don't know about you. Hmm. It's usually the barn thing. They don't know that I was a, a, a comp- I rode competitively for many years and owned that, that horse boarding facility. But beyond that, what's one thing people don't know about me? Honestly, I'm a little bit of an open book. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of music? Uh, well, I just I just managed to score some Kenny Chesney tickets for next summer. Country. Oh. Yeah, sorry. But my favorite concert last this uh last year was Aerosmith. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw them a long, long time ago. <laughs> so I had tickets for their um Oh, gosh, is it their? Tw- no, I'm going to screw up what their anniversary was, but it happened during COVID. And so it got postponed and it got postponed. And then I finally got to see them. It was at Fenway Park, which was really cool. Oh, very nice. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So, so did that makes up for the Kenny. A little bit. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like some country music, but and I won't hold it against you. You yeah. know, I mean, it's a summer thing. We all have our things. right? <laughs> What do you think your idea of success is? My idea of success is it's this is going to sound so cheesy, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, The people that come into my life, if I have made their lives just a little bit better in in whatever way that is. If I can pull that off, I've had a successful life. You know, I think it's honorable, um, you know, to have that as a goal. And I think there's so few people that do. And that's why it sounds <laughs> corny and cheesy because you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I feel you. I'm with you. Okay. Do you have a proudest achievement? So my coaching designation was really, really hard. It shocked me because I, I, you know, I've done a lot of things. Um, spent a lot of time in school. I tend to be an overachiever. I'm really used to getting A's. And the coaching program I did was really hard. It was the first time I was so far out of my comfort zone and did so poorly at first. Wow. So and you I suck as a life coach. I'm sorry. So you suck as a life coach. I certainly sucked at the beginning. <laughs> The, uh, well, I mean, sucking, I guess, is relative. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. In the, in the program that I did, we had to do 100 hours of coaching, and some of it was supervised by a master coach. And my first feedback was, I understand why your clients like you so much. You are so warm, so empathetic, and you did zero coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be the, the tough guy, but that's <laughs> basically your job. <laughs> yeah. So you started to learn how to coach a little bit better. Much, much better by the end. Hundred hours really gets the job done. Oh. <laughs> a lot of hours for sure. What is your mantra or motto or something that you say to yourself to stay focused and on track? I really believe that that everything works out in the end. So if things are not going as smoothly as I would like, that is that is sort of my mantra that I tell myself. And then the other one we already talked about, everyone has their own journey. Okay, great. So who is it that you're hoping will listen to this podcast? 
I am hoping that anyone who is is on their own journey to find to figure out what their full potential is and move towards that. Um, I hope that anyone that fits that bill will listen to the podcast. Um, I, you know, my goal is that there'll be lots of interesting things that hopefully and guests that, you know, hopefully people will be able to take away a tidbit and experiment with in their own lives and see what works and see what doesn't. So you have you you say a little bit of a different approach when it comes to the financial planning. Can you give us a little bit of a hint of what that entails? Mm hmm. Is so the key is really having that vision and that life plan done. So we're really trying to dial in all of your resources, but especially your financial plan, your investments to really make sure it is tailored to what that dream really, really is. It tends to be a little bit of a longer process, a little more touchy feely, definitely more coachy, but that's, you know, that's sort of how we get to the, the, and I don't even want to say the end because there really is no end to this process. Right. It's an it, ongoing process. <laughs> it is ongoing. But I think that's what makes it really different. It's not just fill out a questionnaire, you know, submit your tax return and we'll pump out a financial plan for you. Mm -hmm. I think that um, more and more people are kind of focusing a little bit on um, life goals when they're mm -hmm. talking about financial planning. So you're a little bit ahead of the curve here. And uh but your designation, I think, is what will really set you apart from everybody else. The other thing I would maybe just throw out while we're chatting is that Abris is also a B Corp. And a lot of people don't know what that is yet, but it's an international organization that evaluates companies on five pillars, which are um, the environment, governance, community, workers, and customers. And you have to meet minimum standards across all five and continue to have a minimum score. So that's an initiative that I guess we we managed to become certified, I think in, oh gosh, 2021. It took us two and a half years to get there. COVID didn't help, but um, it's something that we're really proud of and we really feel like it just reinforces what we're all about. Well, congratulations. That's very admirable. I am so looking forward to spending some more time with you and getting to know you and hearing all about all of the processes that you have and what you have to offer everybody. Well, thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to it, too. It's going to be really fun. Yes, it is. So in the meantime, if somebody wants to reach out to you and maybe have uh, a couple of questions they'd like to ask, how do they get a hold of you? There's lots of ways you can reach out on social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter. You can also send an email. I'm sure my email address will be in the show notes, but it's abby at avarisfinancialgroup.com. And what is um, the social media name that you use then that you had just mentioned? Well, there's two. You can find Avarice Financial, my firm, on Facebook. And I also have a business page as well, which is Abby Henderson Trusted Advisor. We have a website. It's uh, com. We're doing a really cool newsletter. So if anyone wants to subscribe, it's on the five levers. So it's on health, mindset, finances, relationships, and time, giving you weekly tips on all those things. So you can find the newsletter on the website or on LinkedIn. Well, it all sounds amazing. And I cannot wait 
to get started and hear more about everything. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today, Abby, and so much more to come in the future. Thank you. And thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Beyond Riches podcast. Be sure to visit our website at www.abarisfinancialgroup.com. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The opinions voiced in Wealth Beyond Riches with Abby Henderson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Beyond Riches are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. 